Hi, you've got Dan from Five Wide Fantasy Football here. Today I'm bringing on guest host Nick from P2W Fantasy. He's got a Twitter account, P2W Fantasy, and a website, play2winfantasy.wordpress.com. We're going to be talking about our top five position players, starting off with the running back. Hope you guys enjoy. Um, did you have a position you'd prefer to start with? or Whichever, whichever direction you want to go. I'm, I got some, some notes down for, for all of them. So. All right. Um, so the way I did this before was start at five and work to one. Okay. Um, and I figure probably the best one to start at would be running backs. Okay. Sounds good. So um, I'll start off, and I'm not going to lie, I, I did my research. And okay. then I read your article about okay. players to stay away from. Yeah. And my number five, and you, you almost scared me away, but I'm going to stick with it. My number five running back is Aaron Jones okay. on the Packers. Um, I understand what they're saying with uh, the snap count. Um, the running back by committee, but there's not a ton of teams that have a true number one. He has great hands Mm -hmm. and his yards per carry career. He averages like five yards per carry, which is just insane. When he's on the field, he's such a difference maker. And and I just, I, I couldn't leave him off my top five. Um, Any counters, any opinions on that? Uh, so I'm I'm really not anti Aaron Jones. Uh, I think the last two articles that I posted with um, the people to avoid, I just kind of left it up to them. And if they would have said my favorite player, I was still going to put it on there. So I, I don't com- I, I don't completely agree with avoiding him. I think I think he obviously was freed. I know there was like his Twitter. Uh, they had a Twitter handle going on or a Twitter. Um, uh, hashtag saying free Aaron Jones. And I think obviously this was the year for him to break out. So I, I don't, I don't have any um, opposition to that. All right. So who, who do you have at number five? So number five, I'm, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with Derek Henry. Um, I think this past year, uh, if you look at his, his attempts, he, he led the league in attempts and um, was probably overutilized at times w- with that, but he's still, uh, you know, had a massive year, um, led the league in, in rushing yards. Um, and I think the second place was, was off, uh, in, in terms of rushing yards, I think it was Nick Chubb and he was off by almost like, uh, 40 something around there. Um, even tied, uh, I think Aaron Jones with, uh, with touchdowns. I, I just think that, um, with the Titans being so close, um, in the playoffs as they were this past year, I think their mentality really isn't let's, you know, make sure we keep Derrick Henry long-term and make sure he's durable long-term. I think they're going to go into 2020 with everything they got, and they're going to do the same sort of thing where they're going to run him into the ground and then hopefully complement that with uh, uh, the aerial attack that Tannehill um, brought brought forward. So he, he's my number five uh, just for 2020. And, and I like that pick. Yes, just so everyone knows, we're doing this ranking. I, I didn't throw that out there. We're doing this ranking as – a PPR league, um, re, a complete PPR draft. It's not a dynasty or a keeper league. Um, so that's what our scoring is based off of. Yep. And that's that's why we're 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 talking where we are. Um, so I 
like Derrick Henry a lot, just like you said. Um, I've got him at number four. If uh, we were doing a non-PPR league, I might have him up at two or three. But oh, absolutely. He, doesn't get, he doesn't get the catches. Yep. Uh, he, I know there might be – some people are saying there might be a little bit of a regression. Um, he might not get quite as many carries. But he is an absolute workhorse. I can't see them moving away from him. It's insane. He had 300 touches, and he still averaged over five yards a game. Uh, unreal. And then he still performed in the playoffs. Yep. And he's so there's he's a scary guy too uh, to to tackle. I know some guys regretted uh, tweeting out this year that he might might not have been as much of a handful as he was, but the guy's just a, a complete monster. Who t- who was that that tweet that I, heading in? I can't class? remember. I just remember do, I just remember seeing a video where it showed the tweet and then it showed the the stiff arm or whatever it was that put that guy in his back. So that's a prime example of uh, putting your foot where your mouth is, I guess. Yeah, I want to say that I can't remember. It was headed in the playoffs, and I I want to say that it was somebody on the Texans. Yeah, yeah. Was saying, oh, you know, Derrick Henry's not that tough. You just got to hit him low. Hit him with a couple guys. I'm like, first of all, if you're saying you got to hit someone low and hit him with a couple guys, he's tough. Yeah. Second yep. of all, if you watched, if you watched him play in college or in the NFL or the last couple of weeks, I mean, everything about this guy looks screams tough to tackle. Oh yeah. Especially uh, if you ever seen um, I remember seeing uh, just going back to his high school days, and it looked like they had like one of the staff members lining up and and running through some kids. Uh, Guy's just been a monster, you know, his whole his whole life. So I'm glad he finally got the touches he deserved this year for a full season. Oh, 100 percent. And um, I have you seen that video going around Twitter of Josh Jacobs in high school? Um, was it just a highlight tape? Yeah, I, I, I may have I may have seen. I, I'm I'm a huge Josh Jacobs fan. I, I think I bought his jersey like. Uh, uh, a week or two before the season started. And uh, so I, I've been looking at a lot of videos, but I'm not sure if I, it's the exact one you're talking about. Yeah, there, there's a video. It's great. I'm, I'm actually sitting, and that, that's my debate heading into this year. I got Josh Jacobs, and I got Nick Chubbs in a keeper league. Oh, okay. And which one do I prefer? Half-point PPR keeper league. I'm like, it's eh. tough. It's tough. All right, so who um, – who do you got at number four? I got Zeke at number four. Um, I think I think he was in the top five this year in rushing and uh, was the same with rushing touchdowns. I think the Cowboys, obviously, you know, some may argue they're the, the best offense in the NFL. Um, definitely I've heard debate with some other ones, especially with the, the trades that happened. But just having the, the aerial attack options of Cooper and Gallup and uh, potentially Jarwin for, for their team kind of uh, – alleviate some of the pressure on um, him a little bit. And I just think as far as uh, being a pass catcher and the explosiveness and the yardage he can get um, some, some could argue that he could be in the top three, if not for the top one um, for me, uh, number four. Yeah. Um, I, um, I like, I like Elliot a lot. Uh, I've had a lot of trouble figuring out where to put him. Because McCarthy's only had one top ten fantasy running back in his career, mm. so that's that's just something that 
to you know to look at is he doesn't really use running backs. Yep. And he always does the running back by committee, as you saw with Aaron Jones. Yep. Um, but I, I, I still think, you know, I still think Elliott's going to be a really good player. Um, I had him sitting here at six. I just kept him out of my top five, mm. mainly because of McCarthy. Yep. Uh, I think you just got to see where Elliott's getting drafted. Yeah, yeah. To decide, you know, and decide on your own. I, I fear he might be getting drafted up in that two or three range, and I, I don't know if he's going to perform that high yeah. with with MacArthur's offense. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, the, co- the um, coaching the coaching um, changes definitely impact uh, the style of play that the team's going to have, and, I, and I'm not going to cut into – I'm not sure if he's in your, your top, but that, that will impact guys like uh, Nick Chubb, um, like you mentioned earlier, who's got a – brand new coach who was the offensive coordinator for the the Vikings and you've seen how much they rush the ball so definitely coaching changes are are, could be impactful but again probably just depends on the personnel and the talent you have so agreed agreed and I you know that's that's why you don't want to overweigh them yeah and that's the big fear is with everything going on is how much preseason are we going to get yeah you know, because um, I think we'll have the NFL season. I think it's just good chance it could be delayed. Good chance we might not have any preseason games, which makes it hard to know what to do with guys like Elliott and Chubb, like you're saying. Yeah, my uh, you know, a good good friend of mine um, and I were talking this morning, actually, just talking about some of the prospects coming in and the impacts of rookies maybe not having as much, you know, actual face to face time with their teammates early on after the draft and with coaching staff. So again, like you're saying, ho- hopefully we are on track for the, the season and it's not super delayed, um, but it's definitely going to be an impact on, on, on guys and coaches and all that. Yeah. And my, and, you know, especially receivers, you got to get that, um, the rapport with a quarterback. Yep. And this is a real deep receiver class, but if I, if they can't be working out with the quarterbacks, I don't, I don't know how much of an impact some of these guys come in and yeah. have. I mean, you got rigs, you've got, you've got a really long good list of class, receivers. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm coming in here with number three and I'm, I'm taking Delvin cook. Um, I know he's had some health issues. I think uh, you probably want to handcuff him, but he, even with his health issues, he still usually gets you 13, 14 games and he performs. Yep. He just he consistently performs. Um, you know, might be a little biased because I had him in one of my leagues last year, and he, he killed it. <laughs> yeah, for that me. always helps. But I, I think I think Delvin Cook is, uh, especially you know, they lost Diggs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna be running a lot more. It looks like um, short passes to tight ends, passes out to Delvin Cook and trying to run the football. It's going to be more of a metic- uh, slow, meticulous offense, not so many taking the deep shots downfield. My, my only my only concern that I saw of recent with uh, with Dalvin Cook is I, I thought he was quoted saying something about um, seek, seeking a long-term contract with the Vikings and, and saying that he, in his mind, which after this past season, uh, you know, he can definitely say this, of course, but uh, that he's the best back in the in the league. So 
I'm hoping uh, for uh, his owners that they do, if they are in some sort of long-term contract talks, that that does get settled because I'd hate to see him follow the path of the other guys that are, you know, that held out during the year. That's, that's, that's a hypothetical thing. Um, but hopefully that's not a, a reality. I, I see that he, he talked about that last night. Yeah. Um, that's the problem when you're sitting here in April trying to make, make a ranking. You got Delvin Cook at two or three, and then he starts holding out, and all of a sudden he drops way oh, back because yeah. you, yeah. you don't want to be um, – I took two years ago with the fifth overall pick, took a guy by the name of Le'Veon. I've heard of him before. And he didn't play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was a great waste of my fifth pick. Um, I knew guys that were taking him one, one, two at the time. So imagine like, imagine that. Yeah, that's that's tough. We we waited. We waited right until um, we did our draft right before the oh, last okay. preseason okay. game. So at that point, we knew he was going to be out at least the first two or three games. Yep. That being said, I still was like at number five with you know the. The running back, you know, there's not as much depth at running back as other no, positions. No, yeah. And when four four running backs are off the board and you got a guy, even if he's going to miss two or three weeks, that was the – I think Bell was the number one running back in fantasy the year before. You, you got to yeah, take Yeah, it. of course. All right. So, um, who do you got at number three? So, uh, go, going back to Cookie, I actually have him just – taking a note outside of the, the my top five um not not completely because of that um you know potential holdout idea but i i also think the vikings might potentially um use uh, madison just a little bit more maybe through the year just to avoid a, a cook injury especially if they're eyeing the playoffs next year um but i obviously he's for sure close to that top five for me um Definitely understand if he's on someone's top three. Uh, but for, for me, um, number three, uh, I got Saquon Barkley. Um, hoping for a full year of uh, no, no injuries. You know, he had that high ankle sprain and came back with uh, a freakish timeline for, for that. Um, the guy the guy just elite at everything. He might, he might be the best back talent-wise in the league if you were to be completely unbiased about what sort of uh, teammates are around the guy and you just put running backs on any team in the league. I think Barkley, you could argue is the most talented back pass catcher, elite at everything, um, puts guys on the ground, just strong, fast, physical. Um, I think he was still a top 20 guy in, in rushing, uh, yards and touchdowns, even after just playing, uh, you know, the 13 games. Um, I like, I like the direction the giants are going in terms of an offense, uh, Daniel Jones may be picking his game up. Um, hopefully Shepard's healthy. Uh, uh, Slayton, um, they got Gold Tate. Uh, hopefully a, a, a healthy Ingram um, for at least a good portion of the year. So I think, uh, once again, like similar to what I said to Zeke, I think just having those pieces around you alleviates the, the box Barkley sort of mentality for the Giants. So I got him at three. Yeah, Um I love that that pick. I mean, he he missed three games last year, essentially four if you look at, you know, he didn't play a lot in uh, the Tampa game. His um his yards per carry, if you look at the first couple of games and the last couple of games are, are unbelievable. Yep. 
if you ignore the middle where he probably should not have been playing, he just he was absolutely killing it. Um, I I have him at number two. Okay. Uh, I think he he's going to stay relatively involved in the receiving game. I think the Giants are going to take a tackle in the first mm-hmm. round. And this is, it's a deep, um, it's a deep draft. I actually, uh, have been making the case. I'm a, I'm a pretty big Giants fan. So there is some bias here too. I think that they should trade back from number four. Okay. Because of the depth at tackle and try to get a second first round pick and draft two linemen. There's there's lots of depth at offensive line. They need a center. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but there's a center that's projected first okay. round. There's four tackles projected in the first round. I think they, they the Giants should trade back and get two offensive linemen. I think that a healthy offense, you know, Shepard staying healthy, Slayton staying healthy, Ingram staying healthy. The Giants could really um, open things up. For Barkley, not seeing eight yeah, in the box yeah. every game, so I, I put Barkley at number two. Um, I I think that uh, we're in consensus there, so there's not really much yep. much more to talk about. Who do, who do you got at number? So this two? is my. Uh, I wrote an article about this recently, and this is my uh, hot take. Um, but I I am taking Austin Eckler at, at number two, um, which is when when you you talk about a hot take. Uh, in my eyes, I mean, Austin Eckler last season was RB4. Um, so it's not a crazy thought to jump two spots, but I think in the majority of people's rankings, he, he's not a top two guy. Uh, but for me, um, with that four-year extension, uh, departure of Melvin Gordon, um, I, I like I like Eckler at, at two. Uh, weeks one through four, before Melvin Gordon came back, um, he was RB2 behind uh, Christian McCaffrey and, again, finished at four. Um, the pass catching ability is, is unbelievable. Uh, I think, uh, pro football focus, uh, did a bunch of grading and ratings and he was the top guy or the second guy in, in terms of being a pass catching back. Um, the 92 catches for 993 receiving yards was un- un- unreal. I mean, we'll talk later about a, a different guy who had some crazy, uh, pass catching, uh, ability, but, um, the thing that stands out to me the most about Clear is finishing RB4. Again, it's a PPR league, but with only 138 carries. Uh, we talked about Derrick Henry earlier. Derrick Henry carried the ball 303 times. So to have the RB4 only carry the ball 138 times and potentially um, be their number one guy uh, for the three downs is... And, um, you know, he was quoted after... Uh, getting that extension, just kind of talking about how he really thinks his role is going to expand. And I, I know they have Justin Jackson still, and I'm not sure if they're going to make any more running back related moves, but if his carries increases, maybe not doubles like um, some of the other uh, running back stats, but if his carries uh, has a good jump from 138 and he still is involved in that passing game with a, uh, a new quarterback potentially, um, I don't see any reason why Eckler cannot be RB two. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually I don't have him at two, but I read yep. your article and I did a little research and I I love the take. Um, 
I don't have him quite yeah. as high as you, but I'm I'm thinking he's gonna see seventy to eighty more carries this year. You know, you're gonna be seeing. You know, he was averaging fourteen carries before Melvin Gordon came in. If he averages fourteen carries again, that's um what trying to do the math real quick in my had that I'm going to have to pull out a calculator but 14 times 16 is a big jump from what he had at 100 yeah it's 224 yep. that's 90 yep. more carries uh I think you really see him he's if they don't go out and draft a running back um he's going to see 80 to 90 more carries I think he sees a little bit of a dip yeah. in receiving uh I looked at Tyrod Taylor with LaShawn McCoy because I felt like LaShawn McCoy being a real good receiver was a nice comp. Um, he threw the ball to LaShawn McCoy in the three seasons. It was uh, 50, 57, mm-hmm. and 77. So I think Eckler sees something around like 60 to 70 targets from 180. He has an insane catch percentage, so he could still catch – 50 some balls on 60 targets it's ridiculous Uh, so i still see him putting up um similar receiving stats to what he did in 2018 which was 400 and some receiving yards three touchdowns so if he does that plus gets up um more carries uh i see putting up similar overall numbers to what got him rb4 last year uh i think i I'm going to put him, I originally did a way too early mm-hmm. ratings. And then after reading your article, I've moved Eckler up from nine to okay. seven. Um, and I think, yeah, you're going to see him falling somewhere in that. Uh, he could, he's got the potential to be a, a top three running back. I think you see him fall somewhere in between three to yep. three to eight yep. range. So putting him at two is not unheard mm-hmm. of for me. It's a great hot take, though, because I haven't seen anybody having them. Yeah, and, and, and I got so. kind of some stick from one of my friends who, uh, you know, said to me, oh, you're you're having such a hot take putting the RB4 to number two. But, but, you know, I look at tons and tons of rankings all the time and just, just to see what guys are saying, and you just don't see it like that. Um, could I see him not being there? Uh, sure. I, I don't know how their offense is going to operate, who's going to be the quarterback, be Tyrod or – they're going to draft somebody. I don't know if they're going to add another running back, but just looking at last year and the potential for this year, it's yeah, nothing crazy um, with that. So. I've also, I've heard rumors that Newton could be their quarterback. That, can you say that again? I heard rumors that there's a chance Newton might be the oh, Chargers I quarterback. I don't know. I, I think I see her, uh, the ma- Herbert more. The main reason I heard that uh, he hasn't, been looked at more is because you can't do the physicals right that's, now. That's true, and that's a big thing with him um, coming off the injury. Alright, so I'm going to unveil my number one. I don't even know if I'm going to need to talk about it. i 100% positive you have the same guy. I mean, Christian McCaffrey. He's pretty good. Does, does, does anything more need to be said? I don't think he has the season he had last year just because that was literally one of the best fantasy football seasons of mm-hmm. all time. Um, he, he, I've got the list here. He outscored the second place running back in uh, PPR leagues by 157 points. Insane. Insane. 
it's utterly stupid. Um, I don't think he does quite as good, but Teddy Bridgewater is known to dump yep. down, so I think he still gets a lot of receptions. I don't think he gets 116. No. Yeah. I don't think he has 1,000 receiving yards. Um, but I, I still could see him putting up similar rushing numbers, 13, 1,400 rushing yards on 280 Absolutely. touches, which that right there, without even catches, would put him in the top yeah. 10. Yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, especially, uh, especially with, um, you know, this past season, all eyes on McCaffrey, especially when you have Kyle Allen uh, under center for most of the year. Um, nothing crazy against him, but. Uh, like you kind of touched on that, that addition of Teddy Bridgewater just helps him and helps that offense. So I, 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 you're saying too, but even if he regresses, he's still far ahead of the the second guys, you know, points coming off this past year. He could regress a hundred points and that's, be number that's a one big jump. if everyone put up yeah. the same stat, stats. And I don't think he's going to regress that much because of yep. what you're saying. The um, having a better quarterback, having a more explosive offense with Robbie Anderson there. Um, you know, DJ Morgan, another season under his belt. I just, I think, I think he's gonna, he's gonna have another very, very yeah. good season. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so we got some time. I was thinking maybe we could do either one more position or did you want to do that sleeper we talked about? Um, I, I'm, I'm prepared for either one. So uh, I'm going the route you take. All right. Um, do you, how much time do you have left? I, I don't have a time limit. I, uh, no rush for anything. So if, if you wanted to do one more position and that, I, I have plenty of time um, up to you. Well, yeah, let's let's go through receivers okay. real quick, um, and then I'm probably going to have to end there, and maybe I can have you back. We can finish the rest of the positions, uh, just because I'm probably going to have to go. Um, I'm not going to probably. I have yeah. to have dinner at yeah. some point here, and uh, I'm holding up. Okay, my yeah, you don't want to get in trouble so. there. So, <laughs> so I will. Um, I'll start with receivers. Um, my number five is a guy that I think is going to have a really good season. And that's Kenny okay. Galladay. Um, Stafford missed, missed games. He missed games. Marvin Jones missed games. And he actually, he didn't miss any games this year. I'm sorry. I'm mixing it up with last year. And he still had a very good season over 1100 yards. Um, he's young. He's talented. I think he takes that next step and moves up to that top top five. I uh, I completely agree with you to the extent that I'm going to one up you um with that, and I actually have him as my four um for the year. Uh, oh, my wow. my top nice. my top three are pretty obvious guys. My four and my five are guys that are probably not as obvious, but uh, I love the Kenny Galladay take. Um, I think I think uh, I saw a stat earlier. He was like second in total 20 plus yard receiving plays so he, he's a big play waiting to happen um especially uh like you said coming off a year where i think he only had stafford for eight games um so that took took away a lot uh from you know his ceiling i i think uh and i think he led he led the league in touchdowns 
he was up there. If he didn't lead it, he was definitely up there. I can I'm got it in front of me. Let me filter. He did. He yeah. So so having down. having a season without your true quarterback and then you know Driscoll and uh, I, I can't think of the other backup who uh, who was there, but uh, they had some good games, you know, here and there. But you know Stafford. I think is a little bit slept on as a quarterback when he's healthy. And I just think if he's good to go uh, at a hundred percent for this next season, um, Kenny Galladay's ceiling is very, very high, uh, especially if he led the, the league in, in touchdowns, which is insane to me. So he was, uh, he was my forward guy. Um, I, uh, I don't even want to talk about Stafford. I packaged a trade. Um, I was, killing it yeah. in my one league but uh, my quarterbacks were terrible it, it's a keeper league so I traded my third round pick this year for Matthew okay. Stafford because I was in second place and I had been just picking up quarterbacks off waivers all week yeah um all year I mean and two days later I find out that Jeez. he's not playing no that's rough so I'm very upset it's gonna really hurt me uh <laughs> I ended up losing in the first round. Of I'm sure you're having flashbacks to that yeah. trade. Then, even if it wasn't directly correlated to the uh, the loss. Oh yeah it 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 was it was it was All pretty right, correlated. Yeah. I mean, when you're when you're starting guys like Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold and whoever else you can pick up off waivers because your quarterback is not playing. And I I don't know about you. I don't take quarterbacks early often. I feel like it's better to load up at other positions. Yeah, it just depends. It depends on your league, I guess. You know, my one, yeah. I, I'm in two dy- just straight up dynasty leagues, but one, one of them's your standard one quarterback. The other one's uh, got the OP position. So, you know, it just it, it depends on that. But in a standard league, yep. yeah, probably not super early unless, you know, maybe you're at that 10th spot or 12th spot at the end of the, you know, draft order and you want to go for one of the top two guys or something. But, uh, yep. Um, yeah, because I think I pretty sure I drafted Cam Newton very late that year. Yeah, um, didn't help either. I'm assuming. No. So, uh, who do you got at number five? Number five's a uh, a little bit of a more uncommon take as well. Um, I actually got DJ Moore at five. Uh, I'm a massive DJ Moore fan. Um, I think his his potential and his ceiling, uh, in, in, especially in like dynasties, um, is very high. But I think in 2020, after coming off of a wide receiver 16 year with with Kyle Allen, um, kind of a, a, a rougher year as a Panthers team, I think adding Teddy Bridgewater is going to be a massive help for him. Um, I even think uh, the signing of Anderson and sharing targets with him and Curtis Samuel. Uh, I think it helps him because you're going to have more guys to pay attention to on the field now um, in comparison to last year. And now when you have a, a, a quarterback that can actually throw the ball, I know Teddy's not a, a deep ball specialist necessarily, but I think the reception count for DJ is going to be a lot higher in comparison to when they had most of the offense running through McCaffrey and that, and that sort of game. Um I think the touchdowns go up for him. He was now uh, ninth in receiving yards, so I think that that improves too. Um, I'm just a big DJ Moore fan, and I think his ceiling's high. Uh, I remember, I think it was Steve Smith 
is that the uh, the old wide receiver for the Panthers? Oh, yeah. I remember seeing it. He was yeah. on well, I remember seeing a, a video of him pulling up his phone and showing Cam his uh, fantasy team, and he said, you know, should, should I start DJ Moore? I don't know if he, he's a real wide receiver yet. I think that was in, like, uh, preseason, and he was just kind of giving him, you know, some some stick a little bit. But I, I see DJ Moore improving, and I think he, he can have the potential to be a top-five guy. Um. I'm, I think DJ Moore improves, definitely. I, I don't know if I put him up to top five. I, I mean, he had no quarterback last year, and uh, I'm pulling it up right now. He had no quarterback. His yards per catch were lower than a lot of people. His yards per target were less than nine, which is, is pretty bad. Um, he didn't have a lot of touchdowns. So, yeah, he, he's definitely going to take a big step. He finished 16. Um, he's – going to be a top 10 receiver without a doubt uh I, I don't know if i put him up in the top five quite yet uh i mean in the de- dynasty probably because he's 22 yeah, yeah um and he's he's 22 and he performs um in your standard redraft league i i, I don't have him quite as high as you do but he's definitely going to take that next step and move up quite a few. Yeah, I think so. It's a, a, again, kind of a long shot take, but uh, I kind of like to take those with some things instead of just uh, going the, the obvious route, but uh, I can see him being five. And and like you're saying, I could see him being um, more of a 10, 11, you know, guy, I kind of juggled my five and I, you know, I don't want to talk too much about any of these guys in case they're on yours, but I juggle my five between him and, Hopkins and Amari Cooper. Um, I actually don't have either one of those in my top five, uh, but that's what I kind of came up with. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for DJ. So, so it's funny because one of the guys that you juggled, um, Hopkins, is my number okay. four. Uh, this might be the best quarterback Hopkins ever had. I mean, he puts up numbers with no quarterbacks for years with the quarterback carousel at the Texans. And then they finally got Deshaun Watson. He put up numbers with Deshaun Watson. He creates separation better than almost anyone in the league. He's got, I think, the second best hands in the league behind Michael Thomas. And he's going to finally have better receivers around him. I mean, he's going to be working with Larry Fitzgerald, the hardest working guy in in the NFL. Um, a guy I, I just tweeted about her a couple, I think it was maybe even today or the other day. He doesn't get talked about enough. Larry Fitzgerald. Um, he has more tackles than drops in his career. Yep. Hall of Famer. Hall unreal. Um, if he had a good quarterback, he throughout his career, he'd be up in the conversations with Randy Moss and, and Jerry Rice and yeah. stuff. But we're not talking about Larry Fitzgerald. I just think working with Larry Fitzgerald is going to help Hopkins, who's already a hard worker. Um, I think having Kyler Murray being in a run-and-gun offense, I, I think he's going to improve from a solid season last year, which is not common. Lots of times when uh, receivers switch, they have a one year of getting to know their new team. But he's done it with multiple quarterbacks, so I don't – fear that he's going to have that getting to know yeah. time. Um, so that's, that's why I put him at number yeah, four. And I, and I, I mean, Hopkins, uh, I saw the video before where uh, I think one of the 
wide receiver coaches. It might have been with the Cardinals. Um, it was during a during a game. Came up to him and he said, "Hey, you're you're the best in the game." And, and Hopkins looked back at him and just said, "I, I know." And I think he, 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 you, you <laughs> can argue from a a talent perspective. Could he could he be the best in the game? I, I'm not personally going to say yes, but I think that the hands and just like you said, the route running, the separation, um, he, he easily. He'd probably be my, my six right now, if not pushing for the five. But uh, in that new offense, you know, I I think Kyler Murray is a uh, good quarterback. He's got some good weapons now. I, I kind of, if I was running a team, I'd probably prefer the Watson um, Hopkins over Kyler. Um, but that can obviously change just, you know, judging a rookie off this season, even though he had a, an elite season. Yeah. And it's tough because I mean, everyone thought Baker Mayfield getting Odell was going to take the next step. And you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, the, the Cardinals aren't giving up linemen. No, you know, that was the big problem with the Browns is they forgot that you still need an offensive line uh, to play football. Yep, yep. That's true. And that's what, um, so we already know your number four. It was Galladay. Um, do you want to do your number three then? And we'll, uh, we'll switch it up and then I'll do my number three. So I'm just not talking. To uh, is that, yeah, that's fine. Uh, talk, talking um, a little bit back about your guy, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. He, he's not my three. Um, don't want to scare you with that, but uh, I remember seeing another video where Larry Fitzgerald was talking about um, a wide receiver to Christian Kirk, and he said, "Hey, that's the best. That's the best guy in the game. There are no flaws in this man's game." Uh, and he was pointing over at Julio Jones, and um, I know Julio Jones is not uh, the 22-year-old that uh, we talked about earlier in terms of age. He's uh, 31 right now, but. I think 2020, he's still going to be a top three wide receiver. Um, he was wide receiver three this year. Uh, I think it was second in yards for, for wide receivers and third in those big 20-plus yard receiving plays. Um, I know Calvin Ridley is, is a great young talent, too, on that team. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, uh, Hayden Hurst will, will take over what Hooper was doing over there or not. Um, but I still think that just looking at straight talent and consistency through the years, Julio Jones just, just screams both of those things. So um, I think we're going to eventually see the regression of Julio, um, but I don't think it's next year. I think he's still what Larry Fitzgerald said, um, just an elite talent. And that's from a hall of famer saying that. So I got Julio Jones at three. I love the pick. Um, I think, Julio Jones is positioned to have another great season. Um, I think the Cardinals off, I mean, not the Cardinals, the Falcons offense, mixing up my birds, um, is going to have a great season if Todd Gurley stays healthy because the last time they had good running backs, they went to a Super Bowl. And Matt Ryan loves to pass to his running backs. Um, And they're in a division where every week's going to be a shootout because I feel like the arguably three of the top five offenses in the NFL yeah, are in that yeah. division in the Saints, the, uh, the Saints, the Falcons and the, um, wow, the Saints, the Falcons and the Bucks. Um, so I'm not going to release where I have Julio at because he's not my number three, but you can probably guess from All that. Right. 
Um, but my number three is uh, Chris okay. Godwin. Um, he was he was the number two last year. The guy is a really good route runner. Um, great hands. Very young. He does everything well. There's there's no weakness. Uh, I expect a little bit of a regression in just one thing, and that is I don't think he gets quite as many targets and touchdowns. I think he puts up the yards. Okay. Um, he had nine touchdowns last year. Everyone here knows Tom Brady loves his tight ends, and they've got some good tight ends in Tampa. So I think that Chris Godwin sees less touchdowns. Um, I also think Tom Brady will still can push it down yeah. the field. I don't understand how at 43, like the guy, he doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, he's, uh, um, he's something I, else to talk about. Yeah. I can't stand him, yeah. but. <laughs> I think it's one of those love uh, things with Tom Brady. I mean, he, he might, he, some might argue he's the greatest of all time uh, for his position. Um, but it's funny when people say that and like, you don't hear guys like, you know, being 50, 50 on Michael Jordan, but I think it's very like hit or miss with Tom Brady in terms of if you love him or you hate him. So he's fun yeah. to watch. So I, I, I think Chris Godwin takes a slight step back in that. He doesn't get maybe as many targets and maybe as many touchdowns, but he still puts up the yards. I got him at number three. Yeah. I, uh, I'm I'm not super big on on Chris Godwin myself. Um, I I think he is uh, shown to be elite. Um, you said like you said he was uh, wide receiver two this year. I think last year he didn't crack the top twenty before that. Um, I think I think with Tom Brady uh, being on that offense now, I think it's going to be a little bit different because I think he's going to manage games uh, a lot better than the Bucks did last year. I think he's going to spread the ball out. I think he's going to hit his backs more. I think OJ Howard and, you know, Cameron Braid are going to be very involved. I think Godwin's going to get his mouth fed, but so will Mike Evans and whoever that three guy is. I, I think the offense is going to be a little bit more spread out. And I think he manages the game a little bit better um, in comparison to last year with the Bucks, where he had Winston, you know, throwing the ball 60 times a game or whatever the case was because they were down. So, uh, I think Godwin is elite. Um, I just don't uh, have him in in my top five slots. So I, uh, I'm probably in the minority of that one too, actually. So I'm I'm surprised then. So who do you got number two? Number two, uh, I'm I'm going with Tyreek Hill. Uh, he played 12 games last year, um, which you know I, was uh, t- taken away from maybe could have been what his ceiling could have been, but I just think. Having Patrick Mahomes throwing you the ball, I don't care who, who you are on the list. If you're the number one receiver on that team, um, or two if you think uh, Kelsey is, I think you're going to have a great season. I think the Kansas City offense obviously is elite, Super Bowl champs, um, and I think the receiving yards for him is going to be very, very high next year uh, in 2020. And I think the connection between him and him and Mahomes, just like it is with uh, Mahomes and Kelsey, is very good, and I, I could see Kansas make a statement saying that we want to repeat and kind of go on that dynasty run like the Patriots did. So I think Tyreek Hill is a big piece of it, and with having arguably the most talented quarterback in the league throwing you the ball uh, on a team that wants to throw the ball, his value is going to be pretty pretty high for me. Um, I'm not a fan of Tyreek Hill myself, um, but I can 
see him being number two next year. Can't argue anything you're saying. Um, I got Hill sitting at six on my my more expanded yep. rankings. Um, he's freakishly fast. And I always say with receivers, unless you're very, very elite, um, like some of the – like Larry Fitzgerald for years, like we were talking about, Hopkins, a lot of it comes down to the team around you. And he's got the best the best quarterback in the NFL throwing him the ball. Um, so I don't I don't disagree with that at all. He uh, he had a bit of an off year last year, largely because yeah. of injuries. So I think he he bounces back quite a bit. Um, so yeah, putting him in in there at number two isn't yeah. isn't unheard yeah. of. Um, my number two, as I'm sure you've probably predicted off what I've been saying is, is yep. Julio. Uh, I think the Falcons offense is better. Um, I know Ridley is going to steal some targets, but he's also going to make it harder for Julio to get double teams. And Julio put up numbers when Roddy White was yeah. really good. And Julio was the number two receiver. So I'm not worried about Julio catching the football. And in fact, if he gets 10 or 20 less targets, but 30 or 40 more targets not being double teamed, I think he puts up more catches because yeah. he's constantly doubled, you know, and you can't, I think with the offense that they're putting around, uh, Gurley can catch out at a backfield. I like Caden Hurst. I don't think he's quite as good as Hooper, but I think he'll do well. And I think Ridley is going to take that next step. Think you if defenses want to double Julio, good luck. They're going to get yeah, killed out. Good luck. So, that. yeah, I don't. So I don't think he's going to see the double teams he's seen in the past years. That being said, he's been seeing consistent double teams for the last two, three years since Roddy White left. Actually, so for about four years, it's fourteen hundred, fourteen hundred, sixteen hundred, thirteen. Just consistency, stars. consistency. <laughs> like, That's the big, big thing with him. Yeah. Like you. You know, I, I, I was I, – I'm kind of surprised with some things I read about Julio on Twitter sometimes because you know, I, I like to see, obviously, everybody else's opinions on there about stuff. But uh, I, I think that the fact that he is now 31, I think, for some reason, scares people. But if you're in a win-now win, win now mode in 2020, um, Julio Jones uh, – if you have Julio Jones, you're keeping him. Um, you might you might buy him too because some people are kind of selling him lower now. But uh, I'm just – that uh, some of the you know the the that the slack on on Julio just because of his his thirty one you know year old age, but uh, like you're saying with all those numbers, it just screams consistency. And you know he, he's a guy that's going to never hurt your fantasy team if he's healthy. So, well, at six three two twenty two, he can he doesn't have to get the separation he used to with how good his hands yeah. are. And how big he is. I mean, he he's, reminds me on a lot of ways a similar body type, but a slightly better athlete than Terrell Owens, I think. And Terrell Owens was fantasy relevant till 35. Yeah, I was a huge T.O. fan back in the day. So, so who you got at number one? That This is one that I'd be very surprised if it's yeah, not I think his. I think his, uh, I'm pretty sure his Twitter handle is uh, Can't Guard Mike. Um, Michael <laughs> Thomas just 
unbelievable numbers in 2019, uh, even without, you know, I know you had Teddy Bridgewater, who's still um, a starter coming into the 2020 season on a different team, but didn't have, you know, his his boy Drew uh, Brees for the, the whole year and still put up 149 receptions off of 185 targets, which are two numbers that were like astronomically different than the people that were in second for any receiving stats. Um, uh, his similar to what we talked about with uh, Christian McCaffrey too. Um, his, his numbers were just insane uh, in comparison to the guy that was, you know, in, in second Godwin, um, I think it was 374, uh, almost 375 to the 276 ish range. Yeah. Um, but I, I think with Drew Brees being back for, who knows, maybe his final season. I think they're going to give it a go uh, and making a run. Um, he's just an elite, elite receiver. And I don't think if he draws the top coverage on any team or double teams or anything like that, he could be slowed down. Um, for me, uh, he's the best receiver in the game, and he's just proven it by his um, his efficiency uh, in the season. And 2019 was outstanding for him, and I see him going back-to-back as one receiver. I find it funny that the same thing people are talking about how uh, Emmanuel Sanders is going to eat some of his targets, which which sure. could happen. But this, and they don't talk about Emmanuel Sanders' age, but they talk about Julio Jones. Sanders is two years older, and people are like, "Oh, but he's consistent." Yeah, so he's only a couple. Two thousand seventeen, he only had five hundred yards. I think I think Michael Thomas is, is elated that Emmanuel Sanders is coming because I mean, who who's been the second and third wide receiver for him this this past year or two? I mean, he hasn't had a lot of other guys drawing attention. Ted Ted Ginn, yeah. I think. Yeah. Traquan Smith was a name thrown <laughs> yeah. around that never you know has panned out too well. I I I mean, they're you know Jared Cook can you know do his job, but he's. He's a little bit older and wearing down a little bit, but he's just been drawing like all of the attention all the time. I mean, I know Kamara's an elite talent yeah. too, but just from a receiver standpoint, it's he, he's probably like, oh, thank thank God there's somebody else that can be you know consistent and efficient, you know. From Camaro Cam- had health, yeah, he he was had health issues last time. So I obviously I picked Michael Thomas yeah. number one. Um, I think he'll have a slight slight decrease, not as big as some other people are thinking. Like you said, he 100 points better than second place, so it, it doesn't matter. He could slightly drop off. In order to not be the number one receiver, someone else has to go absolutely wild. Um, so, I, I mean, that's it's he's a clear-cut number one receiver. The guy's got the best hands in the yeah. NFL. Um, he's He doesn't do anything bad. And he's got, he's got Drew Brees throwing him the ball. You know, got a Hall of Fame, another Hall, Hall of Famer with, uh, you know, potential to, to, to go off. And I think, like, you know, I put up a poll about quarterbacks that are 38 years old or older, who's going to have the best 2020. And I think Drew Brees won by a decent amount. So, I mean, just having him throw the ball, you know, all over the field to, to Michael Thomas, whether it's, you know, on a shorter route, uh, middle of the field or the deep ball, I think he's just excellent all over the field. And I just want to throw this stat out there. Michael Thomas' career, four seasons in, he's averaged about 140 targets. He caught 78.1%. That's a pretty high number. 
just to give you, I got into a Twitter debate with a guy. We were talking about O.J. Howard. He was saying O.J. Howard can't catch. O.J. Howard is a middle of the league hand yeah. catch percentage. So this is telling you what the middle's doing. He was catching 63. 15% more on that much more targets insane. is insane. Insane. It, it, it's unreal. It, he's, he's a rare talent who had the second best in my, behind uh, – Kelvin Johnson's one year, the second best single season for a receiver in history. Um, and that was without his starting quarterback yep. for four yep. games. Not taking anything away from Teddy, but it's just so. two, two different beasts, I think, uh, throwing the ball and two, two different uh, types of uh, uh, talents, I, I guess you can say. But similar, like we said earlier, I mean, the guy can regress like crazy and still be far ahead of the second you know, place number. So I, I think. 2020, if you're rolling with Michael Thomas, uh, you can just count on a lot of points every week. And I I like Teddy a lot, too. But but Drew Brees is a surefire Hall of Famer, top 10 quarterback of all time. Teddy Teddy Bridgewater could be a top – he's not. But, I mean, you could have the backup being a top 15 quarterback in the league, a better half quarterback of the league – and it's still a significant downgrade from a surefire hall Absolutely. of That yep. is Drew Brees. Completely agree with that. All right. Well, I'm going to give my my sign off. Um, I did notice we didn't do great intros because um, we had a little technical dif- difficulty where I got dropped off. So I do want to throw some uh, humble brags here for Nick. He's with uh, Nick at Play to Win. He's got a very active Twitter and a really good blog. Um, he has some guest right for him. I'm someday I'll I'll gain enough followers and enough attention where where he'll ask me to to write a little guest yeah. article. That's a that's some oh, that's a coming. big dream of mine right now. Um, but if you want to check it out, is uh, his Twitter is great. It's a play to win, and um, I'm you. You give the website name. Yeah, so uh, let me right just now. pull it up in front of me. My uh, Twitter handle is just p2w fantasy, and uh, the website is playtowinfantasy.wordpress.com. Um, like like you said, Dan, uh, just trying to post as many articles as possible. Um, we, you know, I just started up in in March, just uh, pushing everything out. So just trying to grow the, uh, the, the Twitter base and, and the following. Um, but I will say uh, from just starting in March, um, I think you were one of the first uh, people, if not the first person that reached out to me and, and we talked about collaborating. And I think um, both of our pages, you know, uh, just speaking on Twitter have grown uh, pr- pretty, pretty quick over a short amount of time. And uh, I do respect um, you having me on and staying in touch with me and uh I, I really respect your guys' grind um, over at Five Wide, uh, especially with your following and um, how active you are uh, in, in the fantasy world. So um, I definitely appreciate you having me on um, the podcast here. Uh, maybe something we could do again in the future. And I uh, am sure in very recent times we will be collaborating uh, on my side on, on an article. 
Um, yeah, I, I would love to have you back. We'll have to, to figure it out because we didn't get to quarterbacks and tight ends yep. or our, our sleeper, um, which I've got. It's just – Oh, I'm I sure we both can, but our, but our wives might uh, not be super happy about it, so. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so I'm just going to give my information real quick. I've got a Twitter. Um, like, like Nick said, he started in – March and he's already got almost 400 followers. I started a month before in February. Uh, it's me and a couple of my uh, friends, some of them from college, some of them from home. We got we got just under 500 followers, so we're both growing pretty quick. Uh, you can also find me at fivewide.com. And if you're listening to this, you know you can find me at uh, YouTube, Five Wide Football. Um, and so I think. I think that's going to be, I got to figure out a better <laughs> outro, but I, I think that is the end, end of it. Um, I'm going to do a little editing for this, Nick, and I'll have this probably. All Sounds off good. Sounds good. And Sunday. thank you again for having me on and uh, look forward to uh, working with you guys uh, through the future. All right. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. We uh, had, all right. I had a very good time. So bye. All right.